Good evening, happy Tuesday, and welcome to Loudmouth Radio Network's The Bear Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones. This broadcast is a live feed via internet on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. For all the people that are on the internet and listening and trying to plug with us, be sure to go to loudmouthradio.com to listen in live, L-O-U-D-D, loudmouthradio.com. Feel free to post your questions and comments. We have our open chat online available. We will be posting some questions and comments to our audience, so we want to encourage you to go to our live uh, feed online at blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. The Bed Truth is one of three shows currently broadcast on Loudmouth Radio, so be sure to check in with us each and every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are available for live chat, and this program will also be available for demand, for download and on demand on our Blog Talk channel anytime after 10 p.m. Eastern Time after each broadcast. Loudmouth Radio is one of the Internet's hottest online radio networks. Our talk radio shows cover topics that are geared towards empowerment, inspiration, and entertainment. Be sure to share with us your thoughts and what inspires you. We also want to encourage you to to connect with us on loudmouth.com, where you can see our posts and things are updated constantly on the site. It's our new blog uh, blog website. Um, You actually have the ability to see our guests, which are featured on each show, their pictures, sometimes a little bit of bio information. Uh, We want to encourage you to follow us also on Twitter, at Loudmouth. And during the course of the show, if you have comments that you would like to post and tweet, make sure to use the hash mark with Loudmouth Radio. We are constantly working to make sure that we're bringing some exciting and regenerating type of information and topics and things that are hopefully encouraging and inspiration to you. So we would love to hear if you have some things you would like for us to talk about on air. So feel free to go to loudmouth.com. You can post your questions as well as your comments. And we also want to let you know that each show uh, will have our posted poll questions, which will be leading to live shows that we'll be having on air each week. So if you go to loudmouth.com and you actually take a look to your right, you'll see the ability for you to actually post questions and comments as well as the ability to um, respond to whatever the question may be uh, entitled to a certain uh, a certain segment which will be featured on our show. And we're just really excited as we're growing. Um, and this actual show is sponsored by Digimo Printing of Stockbridge, Georgia. Let Digimo take you to the next level. They're located at 5365 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia. Feel free to find them online at digimoprinting.com. Now, as a radio sponsor, they have an exciting offer that they're giving to all our listeners. For the month of May, uh, receive a thousand flyers for eighty dollars. Design fee will be extra if you have it artwork ready. You'll be able to just pay that eighty dollars flat and get ten free eleven by seventeen poster flyers. So we want to encourage you to connect with Digimon and help them to put your put your aspects together. You also have the ability to get two hundred and fifty business cards for twenty five dollars. If you need to have design work done, that would be a little extra fee, but not much. Get your business cards and flyers today for your business. Shipping is available for additional costs if you're not in the remote Atlanta, metro Atlanta area. Feel free to contact them at 770-506-2996. Once again, Digimo Printing taking you to the next level. We're so excited about this evening's topic and conversation, and we're looking forward to hearing 
your views and viewpoints. I'm sure that this uh, topic will jar some some real interesting conversation. So once again, feel free to connect with us online at blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio, and we have our live chat available. And now, without further ado, I would like to bring in your host, Ms. Jazzy Jones. Hello, everyone. I am so glad to be here this evening. I am always glad to be here on Tuesday evenings with all of you that join in with me listening, calling in, giving me ideas, giving me inspiration and encouragement. It is a joy and a privilege that I get to do what I absolutely love, love, love to do, and that is talk. And any of you that knows me knows that I do it quite often and quite well. So what other better venue to have other than a blog talk radio show? I'm so excited, as always, um, to have this opportunity to be on Loudmouth Radio. It is really a joy and a privilege because I'm able to, as I like to put it, give voice or give a louder voice or an opportunity for those that have not been heard to be heard, for those that are being heard to be heard more, and to just bring the bare truth about things that a lot of people are afraid to talk about and a lot of people just don't have the courage to bring it out into the open and into the public. It is important that we cover topics like tonight, which We're covering the bare truth of homophobia and transphobia. Now, what's so um, interesting is a lot of people hear the homophobia, but very few of us hear conversation about transphobia. And we have some really phenomenal guests, as we do each week. We have some phenomenal guests that are going to come on, that are going to talk about events that are coming up, that talk about this very thing as well as life um, styles, as as some would say, and just lives, the living lives of homo, and I won't even say homosexual, and I'm going to tell you why in a few minutes. So I'm going to stop with homo or same-gender-loving people, as well as transgender people and supporters of. We have a lot of straight or hetero people that really support diversity, And just everybody's life being their own and everybody's story being their own. We have some great, great supporters in Atlanta, around the cities, around the nation, and honestly around the world. We actually have some people in Africa that listen to our show. I'm so excited about that. Um, It's just really nice to know that you have a diverse group of people. We have some listeners in Dubai, um, some good friends of ours. So, I'm excited for our network. I'm excited for myself as a host that I get to really interview and talk about really wonderful topics. Of course, you know, I have a few um, interviews and a few pieces of music and just thoughts and conversations that I do want to add to the show because I think it's important that we tap into people who have gone before me, people that I admire, and just stories and interviews that have come before my show that I think is important to replay because until we get them on our show, we definitely want to continue to repeat their stories because there are stories that are important to me, but there are also stories that are important to you. I want to take a few minutes to encourage 
some of our listeners that are young and that have maybe some fears of um, coming out to their friends in a homo or same-gender-loving relationship, as well as transgender. There are a lot of people who want to live their lives to the fullest. They want to be their true self. They want to be who they were born to be. And so I want to encourage you right now that if you have a question for us, please, please, please don't hesitate to call in and ask. The number is 347-826-7520. We have some phenomenal people, as I've stated. That's my word for the night. You know, I always have a word. Um, so I think phenomenal phenomenal <laughs> is my word. I'm chewing it up. I think that's my word for the night. But we do have some really um, great people that can answer questions that may be able to help. Hopefully I'll be able to point you in those directions. I'm not an expert, but I am a supporter. I am a person who tries to dig for the best um, information so that I can get it out to you. So for the young people tonight, if you want to call in, please do. If you want to chat with us, please do. Um, And we'll have all of those pieces of information put on Facebook, put on Twitter, how you can get in touch with some of our guests as they come on. They're going to discuss their organizations, their businesses, their lives, and they're going to come on in just a little while. But before that, you know, we've been talking about the buzz all week, as I'm sure we have done, so I know you have, about Jason Collins and how he came out to the world and to his family. The Oprah interview was absolutely incredible. And it just really made me know that the show that we're doing tonight is equally as important, and it continues to be important. I'm definitely not the first person, I won't be the last, that will have this type of topic and that will have this type of show. But it's just kudos, hats off to him and his family and all of the people who are afraid and living a life with a mask, please, please, please recognize who you are, the beauty of who you are. And that those people that are around you, usually it is the fear that grips us, that keeps us from sharing um, ourselves, our true selves. And most of the time those family members and friends really don't reject you, but it's the fear of the rejection that keeps you locked as they say, in the closet or locked in that box or locked within. So kudos to Mr. Collins for coming out in the NBA and athletes all around the world are cheering because now they have a greater courage. But, again, tonight I'm encouraging young people. I'm encouraging old, white, black. It doesn't matter, straight family, that, you know, you're ashamed or you're afraid to tell someone that you have a homo or same gender loving uh, family member or a transgender family member, don't be afraid. It's okay. Those people who don't accept you, they don't accept you. And it would always be something that they would not accept you for. So what better way to say, you know what, who cares? I love my, my brother, sister, my uncle, my niece, my cousin, or whomever. So support them. Embrace them. Love them. Because that is what, at the end of the day, that matters. It's the love that matters. So on that note, I also wanted to talk to you just a little bit um, about an interview that Katie Couric did. And I am finding myself just really liking this Katie Couric show. And, uh, 
you would have to know why that's important. But nevertheless, that's another story for another day. But I'm enjoying some of the topics that she is having on the show. It's really been a really um, fantastic show so far. So nevertheless, I was watching a few weeks back where she had the little boy who knows that he is actually a she. And the parents came on, and it was talking about the challenges of parenting a transgender child. And I wanted to play a little bit of that for you so that we can kind of open the floor once our guests come in to talk about this and some of the other things that people face that have children who are transgender or same-sex gender-loving children, um, what they face, and not only what they face, but what the parents face. So I wanted to play um, this for you, but let me just tell you um, the little boy's name. Well, actually, it's not a little boy. I, I stand corrected. His Her name is Coy Mathis um, from Colorado, and... Um, Coy just knows from the beginning of time that <laughs> he was actually a she. And so I want to play a little bit of that for you. Hang on just a second. You know, we always have these little extras. One of these days I'm gonna have uh I'm gonna have some people in here that get to do this and I won't have to do it myself. But right now we're at the small beginning stages, and so you guys have to bear with us, and I love you for bearing with us with all of our little stuff. It's not really a technical difficulty. I just have to play through all of the the commercials before the actual um, actual interview. So as they're doing that, I will just continue to rumble off and talk. But nevertheless, this is really a phenomenal um, a phenomenal interview. Didn't I tell you I was going to do phenomenal? Oh, by the way, nobody has told me what another word is for wow. I'm expecting that definition. Hang on, here we go with this this interview. And that we dressed them alike. They had the matching cute little boy outfits. They had the very stereotypical boy toys, the trucks, the cars, the trains. The koi consistently gravitated towards the girl toys, Barbies, things like that. We have five children. Our oldest, Dakota, is eight. We have a set of triplets, two boys, one girl, Koi, Max, and Lily. They're six. And then our youngest is Ari, and she's two and a half. Koi was right about 18 months when we really started noticing this pull towards everything girl. There was a fairy flower dress that Koi always had to wear, and uh, it had a little matching tutu. When Catherine started texting me photos of Koi in the door of the Explorer bathing suit, I started to see a pattern. It was starting to be obvious to us that Koi was really uncomfortable being a boy and wanted to know when we were going to take him to the doctor so that they would give him girl parts so that his body would be a girl. Once the psychologist affirmed that Koi was, in fact, transgender, we really needed to let Koi be who she was. What's your favorite color? Pink. No other colors are my favorite except for yellow. Because that's the brightest. At such a young age, all transition for her meant was simply changing pronouns from he to she, letting her wear girls' clothes, socially changing shape for Koi at school. 
just really meant that she would be like any other girl at school. She would use the girls' restrooms. She would be called a girl. She would go in the girls' line. The change in Koi after she transitioned to school was just amazing. That's the most close. The anxiety went away, the depression went away. She all of a sudden wanted to go play a part when she didn't before. She became happy. Please welcome Koi Mathis along with her parents, Catherine and Jeremy Mathis. Thank you so much for being here. Koi, is it kind of funny to see yourself on television? Is it weird? Huh? Yeah? Do you, do you like it or not so much? Not so much. So, Catherine, we saw in the piece that, that Koi, from a very early age, was gravitating, as you said, towards girls' t toys, girls' clothing. And it started at about 18 months. Mm -hmm. How hard was that for you? I mean, was that shocking initially? You know, at first we were like, oh, you know, it's a phase. Who cares? It's cute. You know, oh, it's, it's, we had both stereotypical girls' toys and boys' toys. And When did you realize it wasn't a phase and it was, in fact, something much deeper and more profound? I think really when Koi was having so much anxiety, when she, when she wouldn't leave the house, when boys' clothes were presented as something to wear, it was, you know, she would go from being excited to go to the park to seeing the outfit that was picked out and then going, never mind, I just want to stay home. And didn't want to play with friends, didn't want to go anywhere, just wanted to be at home where she could be surrounded in her pink and could be herself. Um, and then once, once she started saying things like, you know, when are we going to go to the doctor to get me fixed, you know, so that, so that I really am a girl. How old was Koi when? She and was four. Four years old. That. And you, in fact, did take Koi to a psychologist, is that right? We did, yes. And how did that psychologist determine that she was transgender? Um, they, she went through and just asked her questions, you know, when did you start feeling like a girl? Um, how long have you felt like a girl? You know, what happens when people call you a boy? Things like that, just to, just to kind of figure out, you know, if she wanted to just look like a girl because she likes the clothes, or if she really felt in her brain that she was a girl. Initially, uh, Koi School was very understanding, yes. and they were fine, uh, school officials with, with Koi coming, being a girl, dressing as a girl, using the girls' room. And then you got a call, and the school said it had changed or reversed its policy. Was there any explanation for that? Uh, not really. Um, we got a call one evening, and it was the principal, and he said he wanted to set up a meeting with us to discuss options for Koi's future use of, of the restroom. It came out that Koi was no longer going to be able to use the girls' restroom. They were going to require her to be using the boys' room or the staff bathroom or the bathroom for the sick children, which you know was on the opposite end of the building. And we just we didn't know why. We had no idea why that this was where this was coming from. As a result of this, Catherine, I know you decided to homeschool your kids who were in the school and take legal action. Yes. Why? We just want Koi to have the same opportunities as all of the other children. And by them putting her in a situation where she's the only one that's using these other bathrooms, they're setting her up for harassment 
and bullying, and that's, that's not a healthy situation for her. And the school is really missing out on something big. I mean, they could be taking the opportunity to teach all of the students that everybody is different and that we should embrace our differences and we should respect everybody. Instead, they're creating this divided environment where they're showing all these children that child is different and we're going to treat them poorly because of it. Michael Silverman is the executive director of the Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund. He's representing the Mathis family. Michael, what kind of legal protections uh, are afforded someone like Coy in the state of Colorado where the Mathises live? Well, Katie, thank you for having me here. And in fact, people often don't even know that in a place like the state of Colorado, the people have already spoken on this issue. And they passed a law that says it is illegal in the state of Colorado to discriminate against a child because, like Coy, she's transgender. They've gone even far farther. They said, we're going to explain what that means. And what that means in the case of public schools and children going to schools is that when it comes to things like using the bathrooms, they have to use the bathroom that matches who they are. In the case of a little girl like Coy, that means that she should be using the girl's bathroom. The laws protecting transgender kids, I understand, really vary from state to state. Only 16 states right now have laws protecting them. That's absolutely right, Katie. Um, and there are certainly uh, legal maneuvers that, that can happen at the federal level as well, involving sex discrimination laws and things of that nature. But for the most part, it is a patchwork out there, and, and we need to be doing more as a society to protect these kids. What would you say, Michael, to parents in Coy school who might say, well, Coy has the right to use the bathroom, but I don't feel comfortable having my daughter share a bathroom with Coy. What would you say to those parents? I think it is so important to acknowledge the way that people feel about this. It's a difficult situation for her to be in, a difficult situation for her parents to handle, and of course it's a difficult situation for all the other parents and families too. But somehow we have to all come together to find a way to figure out how to treat all of our children equally so that they can succeed at school and in life. And certainly talking about it, I guess, is step one. And, and Coy, you're not going to school anymore, sweetie, with your, with your schoolmates. Do you miss your friends at school? Well, Catherine and Jeremy Mathis and Coy, thank you very much for being here today. So I wanted to let that entire interview play. It was about eight minutes, and so I thank you for allowing me to allow another interviewer to come on. But I thought it was a really important interview to have on this show since we're talking tonight about um, homophobias as well as transphobias, and I definitely wanted to start it out with our children because, as you heard, it's only 16 states, 16 guys, that actually protect our children who feel transgendered or feel like I was born in the wrong body. I don't feel like the body that I'm actually in. Now, for many of you that might be listening who don't agree with that, it's okay. You don't have to agree with it. It doesn't have to be your life story because it's not you. But respect those that are saying, this is my story. This is what I feel. This is what I know to be my truth. And so in saying that, as early as 18 months, you know, for those of you that feel like, well, it was just a choice. Well, this is an 18-month-year-old who's feeling like, mm, something about me doesn't fit what I look like. And a lot of us 
cosmetically, you know, if we don't like our nose, we go get it changed. If we don't like, you know, our hair color, we go change it. If we don't like something, we go fix it. But here I am in this body that I don't feel like I belong in. I don't feel like I'm matched to how I am. And so to identify with a different gender at an early age and to have parents that a lot of times are ill-equipped uneducated um, about transgender, period, much less about how I'm going to face society with a transgender child. It's important for us to know what to do and how to support not only our children but definitely um, adults and people that we may know, people that we may work with, you know, that come in as a woman, and then all of a sudden they decide, I'm ready to live my truth. And I now want to recognize who I am and and who I was born to be. And they begin to go through the process of identification as a male. Well, we might want to know how to deal with that. We might want to know that the snickering and the jokes, instead of direct questions, you know, people respect honesty. Hey, I know you as... Whomever, you know, I know you as Mary, and now you want to be Martin. Okay, help me to walk with you through this process because it affects everybody. It doesn't affect just the person. Everybody that that person is involved with, whether it's work or family or whether it's, you know, going to your local grocery store and you've been going there for years and all of a sudden people are starting to see you in, in the new light. You've known all along who you were. And for whatever reason, you may or may not have been able to express it as early as 18 months or three years old or four years old, but you've always felt it and you've always known. The same thing with same gender-loving families or people. Most of the people that I know have said to me, Jazzy, I've always known. I've always known that I loved a man. I've always known that I loved a woman. Or bisexuality, I've always known that I loved both or whatever the case may be, people have always known, but it's the fear and the fears of telling someone and not fully understanding it a lot of times yourself, but it's the fear of telling someone, this is who I feel that I am or this is what I think about or this is what I desire or whatever the case may be. Most of the people that I know have told me, I thought about this when I was three or when I was four, or when I turned 11 or 12, this was a burning desire or feeling that I just couldn't get past. And so it's really important that nowadays, more so than ever, we recognize with the way our world is, and more people are really coming to the plate to say, I want to be who I really am. And so it's important for us to recognize that. So I just want to say thank you again for listening and allowing me to share Koi's story. I'm going to post that link so that you can listen to it at your leisure. Well, we do have a caller coming in right now, so I want to invite the caller in. And If you want to go to our links, you can go to loudmouth.com and pick up all of our information. So I want to ask the caller, caller, are you here you on our show? Yes, I'm here. Hi, who am I speaking with? Would you like to share? This is Lady Samaria Hill. Hi, my darling. How are you? Thou art great. How are you? 
<laughs> I'm doing fabulous. Just for our listening audience, this is one of our dear guests tonight. We have several people that are are racing the clock to try to get in tonight, and so we're always excited when we get our guests on the show. Um, but, Lady Samari, were you able to listen in prior to calling? Yes, I was. I was listening. To the, um, did, to the did you get an opportunity to, to hear that prior to me playing it? Um, no, I've never had an opportunity to hear it until now. Just until. Yeah. It came on a few weeks back, and I thought, oh, my God, if I could just call up these parents and say, hey, by the way, can you be on the show? And then maybe at some point I'll have that opportunity. But I thought, how great is that to have parents who are so accepting and so loving of their child that they didn't turn him away and make him be him but allow Mm -hmm. her to come out of him? Yeah, and I think that that is one of the things, a lesson that a lot of parents need to to have for me to 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 go through because a lot of times we are um, afraid to come to come mm-hmm. out to the forefront and, and no, let me just say it like this: to operate in our truth. You better say because because you know um, we're afraid of the the isolation and the um, the putting aside. Um, by our parents and by our loved ones. But then, like, right. the biggest thing that, that is out now is that we, a lot of people are afraid of the ridicule that you will get within your own community. You, I'm going to need you to just say that real slow one more time because this is going to be a resounding statement that I've heard and that we will hear tonight. So say that again so people can really hear that. We, a lot of people are afraid more so not just you know, coming out to our our loved ones and our parents, but more so the GLBTQ and all those other letters community. Because <laughs> if a lot of people within our own community mm-hmm. are not educated about trans about transgenders. It's so true. It is so true. Everybody thinks, you know, I, I don't want to say what everybody thinks, but a lot of people think whatever they think. They have their own Mm -hmm. definitions, they have their own titles and their own meanings um, for what transgender is or what transgender is not. So the term transgender means different things to different people. And so it's really kind of hard to define for them because they have this whole idea of what it is and everybody looks the same, acts the same, which is so untrue. Mm -hmm. Which is absolutely Positively untrue. I mm-hmm. um, was kind of taken back at first when I got the inbox of coming on to the radio because um, I try my best to mm-hmm. blend in with everyday society. Right. And I did not want to stand out as a sore thumb. <laughs> but then I realized that I, no one had, I didn't have a voice. Right. I didn't have no one to represent my generation. And so I said, well, girl, you have to step up. And so that's why I'm here. I'm so happy. You know, I've asked so many people, um, and that's what a lot of people don't know, but long before we do these shows, we're we're prepping sometimes a month in advance of trying to make sure that we have the right guest on at the right time. And, you know, a lot of people will, oh, it's great, yeah, I want to be on the show, and then when they have the opportunity, one or two things happen. They get really afraid, and, you know, believe it or not, I love what I do, but I'm nervous every show, 
every as if it was the first. So it's not always easy to get on a live bro- a live a live broadcast or act or appear or speak. But when I'm asking people, I'm saying to you, like I say to me, if you don't speak, who will? Who will do it for you? Who will be the representation of the message that you have if you don't speak? Exactly. So and a lot of times Yeah, and a lot of times I'm sorry. But in a lot of times in the black community, mm-hmm. um, we don't speak. Mhm. And so, therefore, we go unheard. Very and, true. you know, we we are, in the bad culture, we do a lot of hush your mouth, sit in that corner and sit down and get through it. You can get through it. It'll be okay. Put a Band-Aid exactly. on and push, push through. Exactly. But I got tired of putting the Band-Aid over. Wow. And I had to operate in the fullness of who I am. And, and honey, I had you lovely. No, I tried. Just chicken, beef, and pork. I tried. (laughs) I tried. I I thank my creator, which is my Lord and Savior, for for, for keeping me grounded and keeping me who I am. Whoever you may call your being, your supreme being, or whoever I call him, Jesus Christ, he keeps me grounded. He keeps me focused. And if it had not been for people like... um, Trevor and people like um, Bishop Elsie Allen the Third, a lot of people. My sister Elder Raquel Henry, and mm-hmm. you know people keeping me focused and keeping keeping me um, grounded. I could have been a miserable per- miserable person, mm-hmm. but when you operate in the truth of who you are, then other things in life, then, and then other things in life can line up for you. And right. Now and tell I, me. I, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Tell me when did you know you were the latest tomorrow? When did you know, like Corn knew at 18 months? When did you know I am just not what my body looks like? Oh, uh, okay. Samaria knew when she was in when I was five. When I was five years old. Really? We, five. Yeah, in, in elementary school, I'm from a small town called Mobile, Alabama. Oh, the yes. birthplace the birthplace of Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. I'm not a notch in the Bible belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's where all my hats and things come from. You know, Beautiful. me creating my hats and my grandmother and them were first ladies, so that's and just a, so you, you know, know yeah. let, let me let me interrupt you and continue just after this. When when we finish, I'm gonna really plug your this sister right here makes some of the most dynamic hats, the first lady style hats and more. The um Kentucky Derby hats that are just absolutely amazing. So we're gonna post um, some hats that she's done, and, and hopefully she'll give us her information so we can be able to allow you guys to get in touch with her. But she is just what? The word of the night? Phenomenal. Okay, so continue. First lady <laughs> church hats and grandma and them. Okay. Yeah, and when I um, fifth grade, when I was six, five years old, and, mm-hmm. you know, we had, in kindergarten, we had a, the um, World Food Festival. Mm-hmm. And I picked, put my name in the hat, and I pulled out, Scotland, and mm-hmm. I got to dress in 
a kilt. Oh, my goodness. And make some cottage food. When I first put on this kilt, it was curtains. <laughs> I that was knew. it. All she wrote. So these hips. These hips were made for walking. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that was who I was. Oh, I felt complete wow. from that really? moment. Really? I felt so complete. Up, so up until that time, if you can remember back, because I can remember back as far as when I was two. Some of it is scratchy, but I can remember back mm-hmm. to, like, clearly I remember three and four. But I can remember as far back as two. So prior to five, what were, if you can remember, any of your thoughts? A lot of like, my thoughts were I hated Easter because I couldn't put on that dress that my little sister had on. Really? I did not like Christmas because I did not want to be Moses. I wanted to be Mary. Really? I did not like, yeah, I did not like um, pastor's anniversary because my my uncle was a pastor, and he, he was just like my grandfather, so he's he's the person that I considered granddaddy. Mm-hmm. But he was a pastor, and we, we did it. We were the best. Right. So particular Sunday, and my sister had the best. She had the gloves. She had the little hat. She had everything. And I would remember standing in the hallway looking at her and upset because I couldn't put it on. Wow. Um, I always had a crush on our mailman. <laughs> <laughs> so at four or five, I would always, I'll go get the mail. And I would go and talk to this man forever. It just really? as fast as I want to be, just talking to him. You um, just better hush. Not the mailman. <laughs> yes, yes. You better bring me my mail. <laughs> 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 but I, um, yes, I have always, um, I've always known, but I was always afraid. Like I said, I was afraid mm-hmm. to act, to be who I am because my mother my mother is a nice, small, petite, beautiful woman and a very strong, hard worker. Right. And um, when she spoke, she would speak very calmly, but it had a lot of power behind it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so today when I speak with my God kids and I speak with my children, I speak very calmly, but it's a lot of power behind it. Right. You know you mean business. Yeah, and they know that too. My um, my mother told me that if I if I was gay, uh-huh. that she would disown me. Really? Now, when because did she, she say that? When? How young were you? I was, I was, I was five. I was proud Oh my goodness! I was let me let me add another caller with with us. I think we have another guest that's that's on guest. Are you with us? This is Betty. Hi, Betty. Are you listening Hello? to this fantastic story, Betty? Yes, I've been listening. I had to had to turn off for a minute and come out to the car and whatnot because it was being noisy. No, maybe no, 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 uh, noise. no noise. People. Okay, come, I'm, yeah, people I'm going to have you and whatnot. Into- I'm going to have you introduce, welcome, welcome. I'm going to have you introduce yourself, but I want Lady to continue, Tamora, continue to tell us. So your mom um, said to you, if you're gay at five. Mm-hmm. She would do okay. so me. Wow. And it put the fear in God in me all the way up to the age of 16. 
And uh, when I became 16, I said, well, Mama, you know, um, she was frying chicken in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I came in, and I, I liked this boy at school. His name was Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really liked him. And he told me, well, if you going to like me, you got to let your mama know you're gay. I had <laughs> the courage to tell my mama. Your, your said, Holy mama, Ghost save mama. My Holy Ghost save mamas. And I said, mama, I'm gay. And my mama took a deep breath. And she said, okay. And later on that night, she woke me up in the middle of the night. She said, I love you. And no matter what, I'm going to still love you. Now, she was okay with me being gay. But the moment I put on my first stocking and my first slip and stuff, she had an issue. And the issue was she was more afraid Mm -hmm. that society wouldn't accept me. Right. Which is usually the case. Yeah, which is usually the case. Mm-hmm. But she was more grateful that I am beautiful. <laughs> now you know what you know what's funny. She she started out being homophobia, and then oh, yeah. she accepted you, and then she turned into transphobia. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. But you know, growing up where she's where we are from, you know is. In my family, I'm the only openly gay, transgender person in my family. Other people in the family are very, what we say, DL. Okay. Low-key. Yeah. They don't want their business out. But I'm the only one who had the nerve and the courage to operate in truth. Well, you know what? I'm excited that you are. I'm so excited that you you know, could come and tell your story because I think, uh, and I'm not even I think, I know that the more people that talk about who they really are, the more people that hear your story and that hear other stories and my story and everybody else's story who has one, the more that we talk about it, do you realize how many lives that are being saved? Because do you understand the high, and I'm sure you even felt it, the high suicide rate of people who are transgender and same-gender loving families and people that cannot take it and just feel so rejected? Or just like when your mom said, you know, if you're gay, I'm going to disown you. Who've Mm -hmm. heard those stories or who have felt those feelings and did not give their parents or their friends or the families the opportunity to change their minds as your mom Mm -hmm. did, some of them won't, and that's okay. But just you speaking out, just you coming on the show and being a part of forums like this and maybe events and just being at the right church or the right place or the right employment, it has saved somebody's life. So stay on the show if you can. I know you have some other things that you need to do, but stay on the show. Betty, I want to bring you in now. Love you, love you. So happy that you ran off of your show (laughs) to come and join us on our show. So welcome. I I want to give you you the floor. I bow down. I am so grateful that this this hero... Could come on Little Bear Truth and join us. So tell everybody who you are and what you do. I'm Betty Gouvetier, and I'm the producer of Alternative Perspectives on WRFG. 
89.3 FM, uh, and I just came off my show. It, it goes on the air from 7 to 8 p.m., and it's a li- live show. And um, I've been an activist in Atlanta, I guess, from about 2002, and still going at it. You know, and uh, I organize with the help of others, uh, so mm-hmm. I can never do anything alone. Never. Uh, the international... <laughs> Exactly, the International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia, mm-hmm. <laughs> or better known now as Idaho, because that's the England, the, uh, the the abbreviation that they use from uh, right. Canada, where the event uh, was created, and we're <laughs> Idaho, Georgia, 2013. Yes. Uh, excuse and, me. <coughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I just want to yeah. let you, everybody know that. Um, not only are stories like Koi, I don't know if you got a chance to hear Koi Matthew's story, but um, mm-hmm. stories like Koi and events like you are putting on, which you'll get a chance to talk about the event on May 17th, are the mm-hmm. reason why we're having this show tonight. Um, your okay. event, when you begin to put it together a few months back, I was actually supposed to be out of the country. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was excited about being out of the country because I was actually going to distribute shoes for another organization, and the trip has now been right. postponed. But I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to be here and be a part. And then when, when the trip got postponed, I was like, yes, but it was already too late for me to be the helper behind the scenes. I, I know you still have allowed me to do some things, but tell us a, a lot more about your event and and more about Idaho and why um, you want it to be a part of. I know you do the alternative perspectives, which is amazing. So, just give us a little more breakdown of what it what it's all about. Yeah, well, the the uh, International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia is an international and a global event that uh, mm-hmm. is presented in over 100 countries around the world. It is an event that is endorsed by the United Nations. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was uh, about uh, 11 years ago. It started in Canada, and then it went to France and Belgium and Germany, and uh, and it just, just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And in 2010, I started doing the event here and mm-hmm. uh, started with a one-day event, and then the second year was a two-day event, and the third year was a three-day event, and this is the fourth year that we're doing it, and it is a four-day event. Wow. And, uh, it's going to gain a day grow. every year. It grows, it grows <laughs> with the years. Yes, it grows. It grows because I mean, there's so much more to do and uh, and 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 um, to say, really. Because as mm-hmm. we uh, gain visibility, as we uh, uh, gain more and more civil rights, human rights, uh, there is more discussions that need to be uh, had. There is more places that we need to be at. Okay, uh, and and there's more more folks that we need to bring into uh, the event and collaborate and 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 participate, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but right. we have always uh, we've uh, the first year we got a proclamation from the uh, uh, city council of Atlanta, and we got a uh, proclamation from Fulton County, from what? John Gardner. Wow! Got, Do you guys have yeah, a website? We had, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's uh, at, at Atlanta Atlanta Homophobia Day dot dot. <laughs> I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it. Thanks. Yeah. 
Atlanta Homophobia Day. Atlanta Homophobia Day dot blogspot dot com. And that's you can the, the the whole history from the very first year is up there. The copies there, you know, you'll find our you know a picture of the proclamation from the first mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. You'll find all the things, all the events, all the people that participated, um, all everything that happened, you know, um, uh, during the planning period and after and during. Right, and so there's forth a and so lot on. that goes into it. A lot. Yeah, it is a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of people that get involved, and we always have been uh, able to. Uh, have a church that has allowed us to, uh, you know, come to, to their church there. This year we have two affirming churches, one for the 16th and one for the 17th. And um, we're having, uh, you know, on, on on May the 12th, we have the church service at the Church Without Walls at Candle Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, that's a, that's this this third year we're doing that service, and uh, it, it is a, a service, and we do a uh, a potluck picnic. Okay, so people just come, they bring something to share, and we fellowship and so forth. You know, we have the services. You know, the the church without walls has, I believe, is what they call a food service. So. They're eating while the service is going on. You know, they take a break in the middle and they sit, they eat, and then they go back to the service. You know, it's really, really, uh, it's, it's an awesome service. It really is. Um, That's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it is. It is. It really, you know, really good. You know, people are all wonderful. The Church Without Walls is a LGBT uh, church. The pastor, Pastor Paul Turner, is a gay man, a gay pastor, but it is open to all whoever you know desires to come and join. He uh, he welcomes, and the congregation welcomes everybody. Um, and then on well, on the fourteenth next Tuesday will be Radio Day, and we'll be talking about Idaho on the radio station mm-hmm. on the fourteenth. And mm-hmm. people will be calling in the folks who are participating, you know, to get what you know how how they feel about it and so forth and so on. And then on the 16th, uh, which will be at the Village Church in Haightville, um, and uh, we are going to be doing two uh, two first-time uh, events there, the first one being the turnover of the 2010, 11, and 12 proclamations from the city of Atlanta to the LGBT Historical Archives. Yeah, uh, Dave Betty, Hayward. can you tell us a little bit more? I hate to interrupt you, but I know I would forget. Mm-hmm. You remember when mm-hmm. we were talking and you were telling me all of the archives, places, oh, and yeah, things the, that the, the, most the, of us don't Atlanta, have a clue about? Oh, well, at the History Museum, the Atlanta has a History Museum. In that mm-hmm. museum, there is a section that is LGBT, and they're keeping records of all the stuff that happens here within the community so that the generations that will come after us can look back and see what was done now, you know. And they have gotten records from the past also, you know, from people who have been here from, you know, way back from the 70s or whatever, and they Mm -hmm. still had a lot of um, documentation and pictures and stuff. And so they they have done, you know, a collection of these things, and they, you know, they are on display there at the history, the Atlanta History Museum, okay, right. for the LGBT historical um, section. And then they have the, uh, at the Auburn Library, they have a section for the LGBT where folks who, the leaders in Atlanta and people who uh, have been well-known throughout the years doing work for the LGBT community uh, have donated their 
um, pieces that they may have from newspaper clippings mm-hmm. to pictures that's taken with, you know, famous people or whatever, you know, whatever they've had that says, you know, this is some of what Our the history. LGBT yeah. community has been, was, you know, and it shows the history of um, of the LGBT community in Atlanta. And that story core that is a uh, story core is a uh, organization that records uh Anyone who wants to go down there can um, record their life history, their life story, and that story will be archived for future generations. So if somebody goes into somebody hears, you know, about Jazzy, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, and you have recorded your life, they can go there, find that recording, and hear all about you. Uh, Katie Isn't that, oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Right. I wanted to. You will have told your story and they will have recorded it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and many wow. people here in Atlanta have done that. You know, a lot of the readers, I know Tracy McDaniels has done that. Her story is archived mm-hmm. at StoryCorps. And many others, you know, have done it. I haven't done it yet. They keep telling me to come down there. But yeah, what are you waiting on, man? I keep telling, I'm, not, I'm not finished yet. But you just at the end. I still still got got stuff to do. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, all we need to do is Google you and your whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, yeah. Basically, my whole life is up there. Your whole life. I mean, I was so surprised. One year, I didn't, you know, I wasn't really, you know, a computer person. I mean, I learned how to do the Internet on, on the web TV. Okay, mm-hmm. and then one day I was out and about, and somebody came up to me, and they said, oh, I Googled you, and um, you, there's a whole lot of stuff up there on you. I said, huh? Because <laughs> I had no idea, you know. <laughs> oh, my so God. I, I, went, I went home, and I Googled me, you know, and I said, oh, my God. Look, Here's look my life. So, yeah. I mean, everything I had ever said, anybody who had interviewed me, you know, pictures, I mean, all kinds of stuff, and I'm saying, oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I guess yeah. The funny thing is, you know, it could go either way. It could either be truth or it could be lies. Yeah. So it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. But I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you're out there because you have done so much for the community at large. You really have, and I don't even want to say just the LGBTQ community because you really have impacted you know, people who have had closed minds, and that could be anybody. And Tamara said something earlier that I said, you know, would be a resounding statement, and that is within this community, within the LGBT community, a lot of times the 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 hate or the misunderstanding or the judgments come right within, mm-hmm. you know, so... The things that you have done to expose certain things politically, um, religiously, on all circuits, you've been able to do things that a lot of people are afraid to do, you know, out of fear of of losing their lives, out of fear of being rejected for jobs, being rejected for promotions or, you know, just rejection, period. And so I thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, you're welcome, but I mean, you know, it's it's just, you know, I have, to, I I do what I have a passion for doing, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I do it without, you know, I just I just when I see things that, you know, I feel are wrong, 
I feel that uh, something has to be done about it, you know, and if I have no other way. In the beginning, I, I didn't understand the politics in Atlanta for the LGBT community. So what I did is I just went in and I joined everything <laughs> because I, I, needed, I needed to know, okay? <laughs> I just needed to know because there was all this different ways of thinking and, and, and people being separated by different things and whatnot. And I just didn't understand that whole thing because I was, I'm, I'm from New York, you know, right. and um, it was just, uh, it was very strange to me that they would have all of these divides within the LGBT community. Right. So I just went, yeah, I just went and joined everything. I hung out in the black lesbian community, but then I, I noticed that the white lesbians weren't come out. So I joined yeah. all their organizations, okay? Because I, I needed to know what was in their mind, you know? And then, and then there was this economic divide. So then I noticed that there was an organization called HRC. That that's where all the people that had, you know, sort of kind of were affluent and whatnot went. So right. I joined them. You know, I I I, I oh crawled up in there and I said, here I am, and. I, the benefit that I had was, and the reason that they took to me was at the time, and back in 2003, they were starting their whole campaign on diversity. And mm-hmm. I am Puerto Rican, okay? So yeah, I so you the bill, fit the bill. You know, I fit the bill, and I, I, and I went back. And then I went out, and I, I talked to my black lesbian friends, and I said, okay, well, you know, we need to learn who these people are because they're the ones in Washington, D.C., and they're the ones talking to the folks up there who are making the laws, okay? Right. So we need to know what they're doing, and we need to be at the table, okay? A lot of times I've noticed here in the different organizations and different groups that, um, that the T in the GLBT community oftentimes is just there for uh-huh. decoration and not yeah. put to work and not really right. used and not really, um, you know, really put put to work as if, the L and the B and all of the rest are. And my thing is that don't just use us as a beautiful piece of accessory. You right. know, we are a yeah, part of this they, whole right. picture. We actually are the stretching yeah. within the quilt. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the, mm-hmm. part, the part to answer that is that they reach out to you when they figure that you will be the benefit to them for whatever purpose they have on the agenda at the time. Okay. Right. And they reach out to people who are relatively, maybe, you know, new, and they're just getting out there and learning the politics. And, and this is what happened to me. But that was okay. Well, once I learned what the game was, mm-hmm. okay, um, it wasn't about it wasn't about just being present because they thought that I needed to be there. I was yeah. present because I had a mouth. Okay. You had something <laughs> to say. And, exactly. And, 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 co- and my co-chair was transge- is transgender, and so we, we made a team that uh, we, we got into a lot of trouble, yes, okay, because <laughs> we just said things that needed to be said. They didn't like it. They still don't like it, you know, but it came a point, and 2007 was the turning point, and if you're aware of the politics here in Atlanta, it is when the, uh, the, there was the issue on the ENDA, and the mm-hmm. inclusive or not inclusive ender, in other words, were they going to include the T in there or were they not? And then mm-hmm. HRC first said they would, and then they said they wouldn't, okay? And in 2007, everything changed, okay, right. because the, the transgender community pulled back uh, and, and and the diversity committee, because Dana and I were the uh, – the co-chairs of the diversity for the Atlanta Steering Committee for HRC. 
At mm-hmm. that point, we there was things that had been done uh, in order to wreck the work that had you know we had done for four and a half years, and um, uh, we pulled back. But then that was in April of 2007, and October of 2007 is when the uh, the whole thing on Enda, and it, 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 it wrecked the entire relationship of the, of the key community and HRC was never to be the same again, okay? And it's still not because yeah. the trust yeah. that had been built on, on and the trust that had been built was built on the backs of those transgender individuals That's who right. had, because as, as you know, the transgender in the, uh, 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 population, it's a small community, and they all know each other, basically, okay? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and, when you get, and when you get the trust of the transgender community, you're getting that trust on the back of a fellow, a fellow transgender person, okay? And, and when that is betrayed by whatever organization, then it's it's just you have to trade the entire community, okay? right? So it's That's not so just one person, true. but the entire community was betrayed. The, the community backed off. You know, they had you know leadership in in, in Washington D.C. and uh, diversity uh, directors, and they they quit. I mean, the chairs across the nation quit. Okay, we already had quit in Atlanta because there had been something else that had happened earlier in the year, but. Uh, that has never been the same, but you know, it, it, you know, organizations like HRC, they may be handy to have because they have some kind of influence in Washington D.C. But to me, it's not like an influence of, uh, you know, if they're not, if they're not helping the people on the ground, okay, uh-huh. the people who are doing the work, don't right. come around to take the credit at the end when we have succeeded to get to where we wanted to be. You know, Betty, you know what I call sudden, it. You know what I call it? I call it uh, something that Oprah actually said, and then I'm going to go to commercial, and we'll come back and finish talking. But Oprah said this, and I've just kind of started to to live my life as best as possible by it. If you did not take the bus or the cab with me when in the beginning when I had little, don't come back now when I have, you know, the Cadillac, when I have the town car, uh-huh. when I have you know, the limo, mm-hmm. don't be uh-huh. on the road for that. Because right, yeah. it is important for us to build from this small radio show to right. the big radio show. It's important for us to right. build from one day for Idaho to four days or from, right. you know, one being five, being five years old and saying, you know what, this is who I am, to 16, mm-hmm. to 30, to saying, baby, listen, let me tell you what's uh-huh. going to happen and how it's going to be. So I'm yeah. just, you know, appreciative to the ground roots. We do have a guest that um, is joining us. Let me see who this is. Call, are you here? Hello, call, are you with us? Tracy. Hi, who's this? Tracy. Tracy, darling, oh. how are you? Welcome. Well, hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, Mama Tracy. Hi. <laughs> this is Tracy McDaniel. <laughs> I'm so glad you got an opportunity to join us. I'm going to, before we let everybody know who you are, we're going to take just a few minutes to pay this bill so that we can continue to come back on the show every week. We want to always talk about our sponsors and how you could get in touch with us. So just hold on, just. Thank you, everyone, for 
tuning in and listening to Loudmouth Radio Network, The Bare Truth, Love Like Sex and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones. Tonight's actual episode and broadcast is sponsored by Digimo Printing of Starbridge, Georgia. Please feel free to contact them to let Digimo take you to the next level with digital design and print. All of our Loudmouth listeners, you have an opportunity to take care, take advantage of a fantastic promotion for the month of May. Yes, you can receive a thousand flyers and get ten free eleven by seventeen posters for eighty dollars with artwork ready. Design fee is extra, as well as a two hundred and fifty business card package for twenty five dollars. Call seven seven zero five zero six two nine nine six. Get your business cards and flyers today for your business. Shipping is available for additional costs for people outside of the Metro Atlanta area. Feel free to contact us and follow us on Twitter at Loudmouth. We are actually broadcasting live via Internet on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthonline. Be sure to check out our actual online guests on loudmouth.com and comments and topics posted are going to be available on the site as well throughout the duration. This actual broadcast will be live on demand 24-7 at loudmouthradio.com. And now back to your host, Ms. Jazzy Jones. I'm, I'm so proud of our show. I am really, really proud of our show. The guests that we have on are just really important to me and important to our community. We've just been joined um, uh, on the show with Tracy. Tracy, hi. Welcome again. Please, please tell us all about you, who you are, what you do. Um, um, my name is Tracy McDaniel. I'm the executive director of Juxtapose Center for Transformation Incorporated mm-hmm. and a newly published author of Transitions Memoir. You got a joker. Yes, Memoirs of a Transsexual Woman. And I'm very excited to be involved with Idaho this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yay. Excited. Hand clap. I need one of those studio clappers. Yeah, I need somebody (laughs) to sing that. Jazzy, Jazzy, uh, Justapose Center for Transformation is the co-host of uh, Idaho this year also. I I knew knew that. I was so glad when she, you know, Betty, you and I talked, and I said, okay, I'm going to try to get in touch with Tracy, not knowing if she would have had the opportunity. And, you know, the Uh guests that I have on you guys are so amazing because a lot of times it will come last minute for you, um, last minute for me in between all of the jo- other jobs and things that we're doing. So I'm really, really, you know, grateful that you were able to join us Absolutely. tonight. I know Betty talked a little bit about um, Idaho from her perspective, but I wanted to hear, you know, what it means to you and why you're doing it. Well, I, I honestly believe that um, just because I identify as transgender doesn't mean that I don't um, – realize and um, fight for equality for all Mm -hmm. um, LGBT people. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited that um, Atlanta's Idaho uh, is inclusive of of transphobia because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people want to just lump us all in one um, gumbo of soup or whatever. And um, although they're just labels, we all um, have certain labels that we identify with, and I'm just mm-hmm. happy that um, transgender and gender nonconforming people are a part of the conversation and are at the table. Yes. 
You know what? I, I don't know if you had the opportunity. We were able to um, play just an insert of um, the little girl, Koi, who has identified as transgender as early as 18 months. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I first saw this, I was actually at work, and I'm so blessed to work at a job where, you know, my staff, they're all straight, but they have really come to a place whether it's their belief or not, they've come to an acceptance and a respect of equality. I'm blessed. I'm tremendously blessed because I'm able to say things like, you know, it's wrong when it's not recognized. It's wrong when it's not treated as equal as it should be on on whatever level that is. So when that story came on, we had a huge talk about it in the process. You know, we're working and talking and working and talking. It was just really nice. Um, and I work in that relaxed environment where we still can get work done, but we can still have conversations while doing so. And so I wanted to be able to play that. And, you know, God bless this opportunity and our producer for giving me this talk show. Um, right. But I was asking uh, Lady Samora what she, what was her experience early um, from a transgender perspective. And she said she knew prior to being five and how she you know, would are you still on the show with us, baby doll? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because you know I'll get to talking. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was sharing her story and saying how you know prior to being five years old, when she kind of said, "Look, this is it. I am. I know who I am at five. Mm-hmm. What was mm-hmm. your story? Well, um, I, I, although I, I, I wasn't familiar with the terminology um, mm-hmm. transgender, gender nonconforming. Transsexual or um, eunuchs. Um, I always knew that I just wasn't um, gay or homosexual. I always mm-hmm. fought against being labeled those um, mm-hmm. labels. Um, and so when I first learned what transgender and gender nonconforming is, I, I, I was that's who I identify with. Although I, I dislike labels, those are the labels that I more identify with. And I always knew from an early age, you know, that I was, I wasn't born, I, although I was born a male, I, I didn't identify as male, so I, there was a struggle within my family, specifically, specifically with my mother about my gender identity. Fortunately, mm-hmm. and thank God, we've gotten beyond those struggles, and she sees right. me as a daughter, and recognizes me as her daughter, so um, I'm I'm very happy. And, you know, what I'd like um, by sharing my story and my experiences is for uh, the youth, the the mm-hmm. young transgender person, gender nonconforming person that may be identifying as I do, to know that there is hope, that yeah. we don't have to uh, accept what we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and um, just because there is still discrimination against us, you know, we can choose um, different paths. Um, and because I didn't have any really positive role models growing up, which is the reason why I wrote my memoir, Transitions, mm-hmm. is because I wanted other transgender people who identify as I do to un- to, to to know that there is hope, although we, we struggle and there are obstacles. But you know, we we're able to get beyond those adversities, and mm-hmm. you know, I I just don't want people to to just give up and feel well. I, there's no one like me. I just might as well commit suicide, and because right. nobody understands me, I'm not gay. I'm not homosexual. So who am I? So I just want other people to 
hear my experiences and read my story and understand that, you know, there is hope and, you know, we can rise above the adversities. I love it. I absolutely love it. I I love when we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I love when we can have a voice where we're we're touching not only our own generation and our age group, you know, but we're touching those children that are very early who are terrified, one, of not understanding what they're feeling. And then two, oh, my God, if I open my mouth, one, who am I going to tell? Who can I trust Uh with this information of confusion because I don't even understand it? And then am I going to be rejected? And I think that fear is what grips you. Mm -hmm. Am I still going to be loved? Am I still going to be, you know, invited over? Am I still going to be hugged? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. almost like this plague of, oh, my God, leprosy, don't touch me, because if you touch me, I'll get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm loving, even though the the show definitely is about home, and and notice, I don't know if if you guys notice, I'm careful of saying homosexual, and I kind of stopped saying homosexual a couple years back when I heard Ellen's mom uh, was reading her book, And she began to say how, have you ever really realized that only in the word or in our society pretty much when we say homosexuality, the only part that you hear is sex? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you ever noticed that when you say heterosexual, nobody even pays attention to the sex part? Right, right. You really don't. You're just heterosexual. You know, okay, well, it's, it's a male and a female. But when you say homosexual, it becomes the dirty sex. Yes. And so I don't tend to put the sexual part. I'll say homo because it's the same, and then I'll just say same gender loving. So it's one of those things where I'm excited that we're talking, you know, it's openly a discussion about all um, loving people, period. But I do love the fact that we're talking about transgenders tonight because People so misunderstand it. So I would love for either you or either Betty to, um, because you're you're doing the event, for you to give us the definition that you have of transgender so that we can kind of make sure that people understand it in the general terms because everybody understands it the way they understand it. Right. Well, my definition for transgender and gender nonconforming is I, I, I describe it like this. Imagine a large umbrella, and beneath mm-hmm. that umbrella labeled um, uh, the transgender, gender nonconforming, there are subgroups of communities who self-identify. There are transgender people who identify as, as lesbian. There are transgender mm-hmm. people who identify as gay. There are transgender people who identify as heterosexual. There are, there are various subgroups of um, gender non-conforming people beneath that umbrella, and it's just how that particular person, those particular subgroups, choose to identify and label themselves. Mm-hmm. Although I wish we didn't have to focus right. so much on the labels, but unfortunately mm-hmm. that's how society, you know, works. We have to label everything in order to understand it, so we just mm-hmm. might as well to just get to it. I don't mind telling people I'm a transsexual woman, which means I live 100%, 24-7 as a female. I'm in a relationship um, that's been going on for almost two decades now. Um, I identify as a female. I don't identify as a male. I never have. 
and that that's just that. I mean, and my personal label that I choose is transgender, gender nonconforming, or transsexual. Beautiful. I love it. Betty, what's your yeah. definition? Yeah. Well, she's probably, you know, Tracy's covered it pretty much, but, you know, transgender, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, how much more can I add? I mean, you know, I think she's got to cover it. It's all under that umbrella that she put up. I like Tracy do not like labels. I, I really don't like labels, and I ran into all these labels when I hit Atlanta because we didn't yes. have them in New York. Mm-hmm. We were all gay. You know, that's that was it. it. We were just gay at the time, and that's the words we used to a boy, girl, whatever. We were gay, right. okay? Right. And, um, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden here there was all these labels and all these divisions, and, um, yeah. you know, you, you either fit, you fit on that side or you didn't fit on that side. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, it was just, and then trying to, and, and I'm very appreciative to the transgender community because they taught me. I learned directly from in, in from the different phases and how they you know people go through the transition and you know I, I, I mean they educated me because I I there was a lot that I didn't understand and I know that in general people sometimes don't understand it all and there's a lot of questions but I had all those questions you know back when but I was fortunate enough to have been embraced by the transgender community because I uh, <laughs> I dress I, I dress in boys' clothes okay <laughs> I I, I <laughs> I never, I never put a label on myself, though, you know. So I had never, I, ne- I had never associated it with transgender. Okay, <laughs> I was just Betty. I was a lesbian, and I just liked boys' clothes. That's all. Right. That's what right. I wore, you know. <laughs> but right. I hit Atlanta, and it was like, okay, so you know. And, and, and but I was embraced by the transgender. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but, but I love most is I was embraced by the transgender community and they educated me. They told me, you know, from I got you know the stories from you know Tracy's story and there's several others in the community that gave me you know told me about their experiences and what you know what they went through and how and why and all the other things and it gave me insight you know into uh, the, the fact that they just people you know they're just human beings you know and it's just that they do not uh conform to what mainstream society says you're supposed to be that's all i mean you know but they're living their lives the way they think and feel that they should you know Mm -hmm. just like i like boys clothes (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i like boys clothes I like clothes, period, and I think in in our society, period, as a lot of times in the Western society, more so than in other cultures, our clothes are mm-hmm. su- such a definition of who we are. It should not mm-hmm. be, really, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be these are girl clothes, these are boy clothes, because I promise yeah. you, if if something tragic happened, like mm-hmm. if we if we had a tsunami right now, God forbid, but should we have one? If when the water receded and all that was out there was clothes, you wouldn't care if it was boy clothes, girl clothes. You wouldn't even think that. There you Your go. Your process mm-hmm. would be so different mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. It would no longer be you're gay, you're straight, you're this, you're that. It would be we survived. Amen. Hallelujah. We're cold. We're hungry. Yeah. Here is a bra, put it on, cover yourself up, male or female, here's a pair of pants, here's a shirt. (laughs) Nobody would care because you would not have anything else but that. And make it look stylish. 
And okay, boom. <laughs> and let me tell you, tomorrow we'll have one hat floating somewhere, baby, and I will be the first to grab it. And put it on. I have to put her hats on Facebook. They are amazing. She designed some bad hats, let me tell you. But you All understand, right, <laughs> you understand uh-huh. that I oh, yeah. it, it's important, it is so important for us to recognize that we're just different. As yeah. a group, as mm-hmm. a whole, no matter what you whole, we're, yourself, yeah. we're, we're, we're all different. All we're all different. Period. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the sooner right. we it. come to acceptance of the difference, if you want, mm-hmm. I, I remember it was this uh, comedy show years ago. I can't even remember it now, but nevertheless, the guy was calling himself a Jew, and he was black, and he was saying he was white Jewish, and they were looking <laughs> at him like, you're absolutely ridiculous, you're crazy. And I thought to myself, who are we to say what we are? Who who are we to mm. tell somebody else that no, you're not you're not white, you're not black. It's just definitions. Mm. Somebody made up the definition, mm. and so we attracted the definition, stuck it to ourselves, and that's who we became. So why can't I be somebody else? That's why right. can't I, why can't I do something different? Because it's just what I want. Why does it have to be a problem? Right. Why does it have to be a problem? And it, it, that's because this is a lack, it's a lack of knowledge. And you mm-hmm. know, when you don't know, you then you become ignorant, and then you be you act ignorant, and so therefore everything lines up to the ignorance. Right. And then some people. Well, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then some people they choose to be ignorant. They don't care. But the, the point is, is that we're not asking for any special treatment. We're just asking mm-hmm. for equality. We're right. just asking exactly. to be protected. We're just acting, asking to be included in hate crimes protections. We're, mm-hmm. we're just asking mm-hmm. to be included in employment non-discrimination, the ENDA. Um, we're not asking for anything special. We just want to receive mm-hmm. the same human treatment that all human beings should receive. And right. regardless yeah. of, of what 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 you you believe, your moral values, or whatever religion you practice, when we when we when we're cut, we all bleed the same red blood. Don't we? Last so, time I checked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're all yes. human beings. So it, and and if you and if you have issues with someone identifying as transgender, gay, lesbian, bisexual, or whatever, then how does those how that how does that person's identification affect? or devalue who you are. Right. I've asked that question so many times. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I first said, you know what, I love a woman. Blew my mind because, you know, I was okay with men, didn't have a problem. But when I recognized that love was love, I have no problem with men, I have no problem with women, period. I, I you know, one of my sisters told me, I'm sorry, one of my sisters mm-hmm. told me, once we get up out of the bedroom and just see the love that two people have, then everything else will be fine. If Thank you. If we get up you. out of the bedroom. If right. we take the sex out of all of these hetero, homo, bi, tra- if we take the sex out of it, if we just start yeah. with the first word, trans, homo, hetero, mm-hmm. bi, whatever, if we just take the sex out, 
you might just get past the fact that, oh, okay, well, they just love that person. Or they just, you know, you need to get You need to get all them folks, you know, out of the bedroom, you know, yes. because nobody has invited them into the bedrooms. I mean, that, so I don't want to get them out anyway, of the bedroom. I don't need to do my work. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I've always said, I've been saying this since 2004 when we fought, so we fought the SR-595 here in Georgia, okay? Right. They need to get out of my bedroom. That's what they need to do. Okay? They pay attention so to what's going on in their bedrooms. Stop worrying right, about exactly. what's going on in, in exactly. else's and focus if on their If they get out of the bedroom... Right. If they get out of the bedroom, then they can see me as a, a fellow human a being. Person. Just get out of the bedroom and your and their perverted mind. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because see, what, what it's it is, their what thought. Down too, they want to see what's going on in the bedroom. They see, they're curious. You know, secretly, <laughs> secretly, that's really secretly. the issue. They're curious. <laughs> yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, that's the bottom line. You know what I mean? Look what's happening in the church and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but look what's happening in the church. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of churches, it is now, you know, we just had the show last week where we had um, Sharon Jameson and Imani on and Dr. Kasia Rail Smith that we were talking about denials in the church. And one of those denials mm-hmm. definitely is, you know, that people are diverse and that it's okay to be diverse. But what's happening is you have everybody that really wants to come out or to be who they are, but but for fear they don't. So they sneak behind and they do things, one that's either just downright perverted and against everything okay. that they're teaching and, and the church uh-huh. itself as a whole. And when I say church, I don't just mean Christian. I just mean Catholic, the synagogue, all of it together. Uh-huh. They are in denial that it's even happening or that it's wrong or, you know, if you want to be with a woman, baby, go be with a woman. If you want to be with a man, be with a man. Don't victimize the people in the church because of your position. Or be hypocritical. Or be hypocritical. So, yeah, I mean, they. I mean, they. Listen, that 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 topic. Like, I I I think I told you already that I'm a recovering Catholic, right? Right. You did say <laughs> you that. You know. It, you yeah, that. yeah. I mean, it just. But you know, people in the past did not understand why I would say that all the time. And I say it on my show all the time. I'm a recovering Catholic because there was so much stuff going on within the Catholic Church and there was no accountability. But right. now. The public knows why I'm a recovering Catholic now, okay? Because there was all this stuff that was going on and us and people who were part of that church that we knew what was going on, but right. no, nobody was talking about it. And like nobody everything else, you can't about talk it. about it because, God, you know, God forbid you should offend the priest, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, that's like offending, you know, Jesus Christ himself because he's yeah. a, he is a representative of Jesus, you know? Right. So you can't, you, talk, you can't talk bad about, about you know, the priest. But you see, the way I look at it now, it's like, you know, the priests themselves, they gave up on the Holy Spirit and they just went on to the the, the human thing, okay? Because yeah. they, you know, they just, you know, they they, <laughs> they just they, they didn't have the, the whatever it takes to, to hold yeah. on to their uh, their promises and their and their oaths and whatever else that they do yeah, to become they a did priest. It their and, way. And, they, they did it their yeah, way. But they, we're supposed to condone that. We're supposed to condone mm-hmm. that because they supposedly represent Jesus Christ? I don't think so. 
Okay. Right. No, that's not a good and, representation yeah. in my book. That's, no. That's, that's, that's why you have to get under a leader who is operating in the truth of who he is. That's why I thank See? God for mm-hmm. my church. Just a little plug, the Vision Church of Atlanta. My bishop, Oliver Clyde Allen III, he taught me that, Samaria, you are wonderfully and beautifully made, and your gift does not Stop. You still have the gift that God has given you. You have to mm-hmm. walk in it and operate in truth because mm-hmm. the Bible clearly states that God is a spirit and them that worship him must worship him in spirit in and in spirit. truth. This is who I am. God does not stop. Mm-hmm. It does not stop. The anointing does not stop. The gifts and everything that, that he has endowed in me does not stop. The love that I have for my fellow men, for those who hate me, that I'm beautiful, that I can walk in five-inch heels and not tremble and fall. I mean, you got to say it, girl. Here, it, it does not stop. And but once, once those priests got a glimpse of their truth, then it became perverted, and then they began to um, touch on those children and do whatever they had to do to you, sister, mm-hmm. sister, daddy. They got a glimpse of who they really wanted to be. Mm. That's what it was. And we're afraid to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, my thing well, is, is that I, I, I personally, I don't, I, I don't consider myself as a very religious person. I, although I consider myself to be very spirit, spiritual, and I believe mm-hmm. there's a big yeah, difference. And I also am so happy that earlier on, I developed a personal and direct relationship with my creator. I don't mm-hmm. have to listen to another person and that person tell me, well, you're doing this so it's a sin and you're going to hell, da, 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 da. No, I right. go directly to the source. I don't need you telling me, giving me your opinions about what your fears are. I have a mm-hmm. direct connection so I don't have to be afraid and I can, I can live and walk in my truth. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so and that beautiful. was the whole purpose of him dying anyway. Right. So we can have that one-on-one connection. We didn't have to go through the priest. Amen. We didn't have to go through the priest. Uh-huh. sit back and really read the word, what did Jesus say about homosexuality? Not one thing. If you want to be truthful. <laughs> See? Don't start nothing. Y'all just, you know, I'm just sitting back smiling, you know, shaking my leg like, this is so good. <laughs> We're all different. Mm-hmm. We all have different stories. Mm-hmm. You know, some similarities, mm-hmm. but we all have different stories. But when you can come together collectively in a group with the same mind for the same reason, it's a joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the yeah. reason why we do this show. This is the reason why we say, hey, callers, call in, ask a question, be a part, go back and archive, you know, hit us up, email us, whatever it takes to get this type of love out to Mm -hmm. this type of camaraderie, this news, this message, it's so important that we join together. We don't have to know. We don't have to hang out, although these type of shows make us go, okay, so what are you doing next Friday so we can (laughs) kind of get together? Continue the conversation. What are you doing? Well, Jazzy, what are you doing next year during Idaho? We taking the bus ride around Georgia. You come along and make a radio show. Go ahead and plant. Go ahead and plant me right there. Plant. Uh You want to be involved? You want to be involved? Well, jump on board. Jump on board now, okay? Because we can broadcast. We can broadcast. Right, right, straight around Georgia from you everywhere. Know what? You we know what I mean? We will do it. We will do it. We will go ahead mm-hmm. and plan that right now. We will take our shows on okay. the road. <laughs> and Get on the bus. Hey. <laughs> on the bus. That's right. On yes, the bus. Save me a, save me a <laughs> oh, I'll 
my God. A lot. I have a I do have a question, but I do want to invite listeners if you have a question or if you want to make a statement, we have some wonderful guests on our show. Use this as an opportunity. I know many people are like, I know better, or I want to know better. Or, I know, Trace, I know better. <laughs> We've had so many people that were oh, my God, you have them on the show. Okay, guys, this is your chance. Call in 347-826-7520. Um, we want to, you know, to give you the opportunity to call in, ask, post questions. Our producer is always just, you know, as fast as you guys are saying something, she's posting and reposting statements, um, information about what your organizations or your businesses are. So guys, call in so we can, you know, get those questions or statements answered. But I have a question. And the question, what what is the question? Wow, I forgot it. Hold on one second. I'm going to think about what is, oh, I know what it was. Question is this. What would you rather in either a same gender loving um question or trans question? What would you like somebody to ask you versus the little quiet remarks behind or you know cuz you see people doing it? Mm. What would be the one question? And this is for each one of you. You know, you dress in men's clothes, Betty. You dress in women's mm. clothes some more. You dress in women's clothes as well, Tracy. What would be, and I just dress in everything. I just do what I do. Um, but um, what would be one question that you would say, just ask me, and I'll tell you. And I'll start um, as my guest going backwards. Tracy, you just came on last, so we'll start with you. Wow, that's a great question. Um, Isn't that a good question? I've been thinking about this for all my life. Oh my gosh! Oh um, my! What? What? What do I want to ask you, Tracy? What do you want to ask me? Uh, what would our mother want to ask me? Um, oh God! Wow! I, I guess. Isn't that a good one? I guess that. Yeah. Yes. Um. And, and thank you so much for putting me first. <laughs> you well, you want me? Yeah, to thank you. I'll let you guys think about it. Let me. I'll, I'll start. Well, I think I think, uh, I think the question that I would like anyone to ask: How can I get involved? How can I, um, as someone who's asking me this question, they they ask: Well, how can I get involved? Although I don't identify as this or I don't identify as that, I do believe that you know there's equality for all human rights for all. I believe in those concepts. So how can I get involved? Um, And I would say um, get involved with elected officials who are, you know, understanding understanding and open to diversity and to know that we're not all the same and we won't be all the same. However, regardless if we disagree, um, we, we can agree to disagree and not demonize each other. So if someone were to ask me um, how can I get involved to ensure that there's justice and equality for all? That would be a great question. And, and, and for them to be serious and earnest about wanting to um, educate others. And if, if, you, if you know someone who's making uh, derogatory comments about transgender people, uh, gender nonconforming people, call them on it. We're all human beings. Mm-hmm. So how can I get involved? is a great question for me, and, and, and I'd like for more people, allies. Betty said said it greatly. Um, we do need allies, and we're honoring and, and acknowledging allies. So I'd like allies who may not identify as I do to ask me how can they earnestly get involved 
and changing the perception and ensuring that there is equality and justice for all human beings regardless. I love that. Isn't that just be See, stuff like that I'm ready well, to say, okay. The show. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, and now for the ending of our show. Okay, now, but beautifully answered, beautifully answered. Okay, Betty, so now for you. You've had time to listen to things. <laughs> What I had time like? to listen, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was beautifully said. That was beautifully was. said, Tracy. Really, was. that was good. That was good. Um, you know, I, I uh, you know, all of that Tracy said, it would be great to have, you know, somebody and, and you know, everybody out there who would have the curiosity, who would want to gain the knowledge, um, to to know how and when and. Uh, you know what, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just to be able to uh, uh, be helpful, to get involved, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, going down a little deeper than that is, I I would like people to get a, a little bit more curious about the workings of the system itself, mm-hmm. beyond our beyond our immediate, you know, stuff. Okay, uh, because anything that is happening out there affects the LGBT community, okay? Yes. And people sometimes don't make that connection. Uh, and they don't make that connection because they separate us from the uh, the everyday mainstream, okay, mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. they're familiar with, okay? And, I, you know, if I heterosexual folks, you know, and even some LGBT people who are in a different economic class or live in a different way or have accessibility to different things, et cetera, et cetera, there is this disconnect as Amen. to how the system how the system works and how does it affect us individually, as groups mm-hmm. and as a whole. You know, mm-hmm. and I would I would love to have people to ask those questions of why is it the way it is? Because I mean, there are answers. It takes, you know, you, is this is a lot. You know, you have to get, you know, your your information. Right now, I'll put it this way: because right now, I'm I'm privileged enough to have the ability to be able to get perspectives from um, young people, middle-aged people, and older people. You know, right now on my show, I have 20-year-olds. I have 40-year-olds, I have 50-year-olds, and myself, I'm a you know, 60-year-old. So mm-hmm. we, when we start talking, we're getting perspectives from the different viewpoints, okay, of each one and the experiences that they've had. And um, then we can connect all that to make some kind of sense of why we're, we're, where we are, okay? Mm-hmm. But it, everything is, you know, um, I would like people to just get more curious about the system, and how it all works, because and then they can find answers and, and do things. And when they do get involved, they'll know exactly what has to be done. Yeah. Fantastic. That's Fair. Fair. Y'all are just so deep. Y'all so deep. I mean, good gracious. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my lady darling, what would you like someone to ask you? I would like for someone to ask me, me being a young, beautiful, transgender woman, I would like for someone to ask me, where can I get help? Then I can point to the pioneers, people like Miss Betty and people like um, like Miss Tracy and people like Mr. Ronnie Bass and people like, mm-hmm. you know, um, a, a lot of other individuals. And I can say, well, these people are valid. These people can help you. This is right. where you can go. And if you can't right. get there, figure out more to pass. Let's walk together. Okay. I love it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. You know what? Y'all so deep. Good gracious. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sitting up here thinking of all crazy kind of things, but yes, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they made the case. Yeah, I, I think you know. I, 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 all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think we're reaching a place. I think of those of us who are activists, those of us out there involved, those of us who do have information of how to and when to, et cetera, et cetera. I think that we're reaching that plateau of of knowing that we need to do these things together. Okay, that we can't go it alone. Because mm. you don't you don't accomplish you know you don't accomplish mm. what and we can't and we can't allow those who think that they have the power over us whether mm. they're LGBT or not you know try take control of the things that we're doing when we must right. keep our independence when we're working out there and doing what we're doing okay because I you know keeping your independence and not having to um, you know answer like you uh, Jaffe you had said earlier about people don't talk don't say because they're afraid right. of consequences mm-hmm, of the, mm-hmm. on the job or whatever you know whether it's socially or whatever it is because if you open your mouth you get in trouble and then mm. people you know will try to get back at you or whatever okay mm-hmm. so when 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 you're when you're doing your work, okay, and when you're when when you do it because you're doing it from the heart, because mm-hmm. you have a passion for whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing, okay, and that you're not dependent on anyone other than yourself and that immediate group around you that are doing the same kind of work. You mm-hmm. can have you know different different ways of looking at it. You can approach it in a different way, but the ultimate goal is the same. You know, right. I don't believe in, have, in in repeating things or reinventing things. If somebody else is doing something already, I'm Support reaching out them. to them and saying, yes. "Yes, can I join you? Can I join you yes. in doing that? And then you can join me in doing what I'm doing, and we'll get we'll get you know two for the for, you know two for one here. You know what I mean? Yes. We're getting two things accomplished at the same time. You yes. know, because I've always been a believer of that. You know, and uh, and I think a lot more gets accomplished. But independence is is is, is a big big you know a, a key. You know, not having to be, depend on those higher powers that mm-hmm. sort of can, can mm-hmm. take control and, and then, you know, you're indebted to them for whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And no, no, you have to maintain your independence, you know. So that's why the grassroots and organizations that keep moving up and keep doing year after year and struggling and, you know, they don't have all the money in the world and stuff like that, but they're keeping their independence and they're doing it according to their vision, okay, and they're doing it according to their passion. And that's, you know, and I think that's so important. I think that we are all individually realizing the importance of all that and then joining together, you know, to make it possible for everybody to reach their goal. Bring some, pull somebody up with you. You got to bring somebody with you. Once you, you, once you achieve to your level, pull somebody along with you. Pull somebody in with you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Pull somebody along with you. That's right. Once you achieve, I love you. Guys. Come on I along. Have to go. Okay. Love you, honey. Yes, we I love you. We'll Thank you for having up. me, Mama Tracy. You, you are the best. You are my Maya Angelou. <laughs> love you, my darling. I love you. Too. Okay. You I thought we should get on in first. Love you much. Love you, you know what? I so appreciate. Yeah, because um, yeah, I have to go soon, too, because I got a two-hour oh. drive home. No, it's Uh-oh. okay. I so appreciate you. And you can go anytime, darling. If you want to go, you can keep listening. We love you for having you on the show. Um, you've just been such a blessing not only to myself but definitely to those that have listened. Once again, go ahead and, and let us know the dates. Before you okay. leave us, let us know the dates of the event because that, that was one of the main reasons why we're having the show because I really wanted, okay. if I couldn't do something in the beginning, I wanted to do something now and I'll still be able to and let people know how we can still right. be a part of it. 
Sure. I, well, I'm May, I'm May 12th is at the church, and it is a service. It starts at 1030. It is at the Church Without Walls at Candler Park. Uh, mm-hmm. Church Without Walls is exactly that. It's a Church Without Walls. It's at the First <laughs> Pavilion in Candler Park. And okay. uh, start, services start at 1030 in the morning. And it is a potluck picnic that follows, you know, service or during the service. Okay. And then on the 14th is Radio Day, so tune in to WRFG 89.3, Alternative Perspectives, and hear, you know, from the folks who are going to be participating. On okay. May 16th, it is at the Village Church in Hapeville, um on Dogwood Road, I believe it is, the Dogwood Drive. Um and uh, we'll have there the uh, the turnover of proclamations to the LGBT historical archives. Plus, mm-hmm. we will be presenting six straight allies with the very first Idaho uh, LGBT um, ally awards. There were six individuals that have been named, and they're up at the uh, on the event page mm-hmm. on Facebook. Um, and uh, and then on the seventeenth, we'll be in Decatur. And we'll have our uh, speakers, and we have some entertainment scheduled, and we have the presentation of the proclamation from the city of Decatur by the, hopefully by the mayor pro temp, uh, Keisha Cunningham, who is the first lesbian ever elected to office in the in the metropolitan area, yeah. uh, in, in 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 Georgia. Okay, uh, and she is the she's a commissioner, but she's also now the uh, mayor pro temp, and uh, she. Uh, uh, she most likely will be the person uh, presenting the proclamation. And then we have the resolution from the House of Representatives, and Keisha Waits, Representative Keisha Waits, and Representative Carl Drenner uh, will be there to present that. And, uh, again, we have the keynote speaker, which will be uh, a straight ally, Pastor um, Ray Waters from the Village Church. He will be our keynote speaker on Friday. Um, he's a renowned speaker around the world. Uh, you know, he's just a, uh, if you look him up, it's Ray D. Waters, pastor. Um, and um, his 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 bio is extraordinary. Uh, he's very well known, and like I said, a worldwide speaker. So yeah. he'll be speaking to us, and he's a straight ally, you know, so. And he'll be speaking to, you know, the folks on, on the 17th, and that is international um, uh Day against homophobia and transphobia, and we'll begin we'll begin that program with a candlelight vigil uh, to join the rest of the world. That will also be doing candlelight vigils on the 17th in order to um, uh, uh, you know remember our fallen brothers and sisters and uh, and 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 remember all of those who are being uh, subjected to the homophobia and transphobia around the world. You know, and pray for them. You know, so yeah. that because there are many people, you know, we we are privileged in here in the United States, even though that we are fighting for our civil rights and equality. We, um, unlike in places like in Africa, where uh, homosexuality is a uh, high crime and and punishable yes, by death. And a lot of okay, so mm-hmm. in, in a lot of the places and a lot of the the, the 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 nations there in Africa. It is against the law to be homosexual. So, right. um, you know, and they still and they still are brave and courageous, and they still step out and they still march and they still rally at the risk of of, of being killed. You know, so. Yeah. But it, it's something that we're all fighting for, and and it's and that, that's what this event represents. It, it, it's a voice. It's the visibility, and it's it's and it's putting it out there because there's so much support behind it. Also. Um, 
So, you know, it, it's an event that people just need to know about. They need to get involved. If you want to still help, you can come down to volunteer. We always need help volunteering, you know, setting up, breaking down, you know, welcoming folks, whatever. Um, and if you want to come down, just come on down. The uh, the 17th, we'll, uh, the 16th starts at 6 p.m. We're going to be there at 5 for setup. Mm-hmm. And on the 17th, uh, the same thing. It, it starts at 6. We'll be there by 5 to set up. And okay. also, I just want a, a shout-out on both days. If anybody, an organization and anybody wants to put out their information on the table, you know, there's plenty of room at both places, and you're more than welcome to bring a table, bring your brochures and your information, and put it out there for the folks to know who you are and what you do. That is awesome. Again, we, Tracy, did you want to have any input on that? Well, I think she said it all. And you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Oh, now, not, someone cares. I, someone cares is going to have uh, HIV/AIDS tests also oh, available good. on good, the. Good. Uh, yeah, on both the 16th and the 17th, I believe. Okay, okay for sure on the 16th. I know that. That's mm-hmm. excellent. I'm sitting here listening to you rattle all that off, and I'm gonna let you go. I'm <laughs> sitting here listening to you just, and I'm saying <laughs> she's in her 60s. I'm in my 40s. I would only remember about three of those things, and then I would say, yeah, well, my producer's going to put the rest of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the, I just said this on my radio show earlier. I'm the new 60s, okay? There you go. You are the best 60s because I would not remember any of that. wonderful job and that you know it doesn't end here it continues you don't stop absolutely the message can't stop until we're done and until we're done it's the bus tour next year the bus tour day yeah the bus tour day next year we're going to do that we're going to do that for sure <laughs> yes um, and we so definitely do more shows together like this okay? we do we, we, need to, we, we do. need to meet up we need to meet up and talk and figure out how we can get this uh you know, sort of kind of, you know, collaborated and and, 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 and out there, you know, in, in two voices but as one. That's you know? so true. That's so true. I love you both. I'm going to let you go because I know you have some other things. Thank you for joining the show. You okay. have been Thank you. a blessing. Thank you, Jazzy. Thank you. And you well, can use that photo you. that you, 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 you requested huh? also. You can use that photo that you Yay! requested. Okay, yes, I'm going to post it because it was so fantastic. <laughs> it was so fantastic. So I'll post it before the night is out. I'll let all of your listeners know and your friends know that they can archive the show because I think it was some powerful things. I know it was some powerful things that people still need to hear. Thank you. Thank you, Thank guys. You, Good Jazzy. night. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Drive safely, safely, Betty. Yeah, good night. Okay, thanks, Tracy. Good night. So, Audience, thank you much for listening to us. This has been a fantastic show. We still have our flower to talk about. And the flower tonight actually came from a dear friend of mine that um, 
posted this from Hawaii, and it is absolutely gorgeous. When she posted it, I was like, okay, so, yeah, that's going to be my next flower for the um, week. It comes in all colors. It And the one that I posted on Facebook, I hope you guys have time that you get to um, – to go and check and see all of our little postings and all of our flowers for the um for each week because I really try to take time out and pick a flower that's going to be, you know, efficient or it's going to match what our our show is talking about. And I'm going to start off telling you first um what the flower meant. You know, we talked tonight about homophobia and we talked tonight about transphobia and the flower um that we picked actually has significant meanings. So one of the first meanings that it talked about was being free to love and just that whole loving experience. And by us talking about homophobia and um, transphobia, I thought what a glorious meaning to have a flower that will represent loving. And then it also... um, has the meaning of, you know, just being a human being and human kindness. Isn't that beautiful? I love to be able to find things and flowers that are going to match, you know, what we're talking about or it's going to match how I feel because, you know, the whole show is about uh, love, life, sex, and flowers, and I think we've been gracious enough to cover each one of uh, those topics, but I just thought it was so nice to be able to find a flower. Now, the technical name for this flower is the plumeria flower. Um, And, of course, you all know I will say it every week. If I'm not able to pronounce it, it's because I'm not from these places, so I do the best I can with what I know. At some point, I am going to have Pike's Nursery, Home Depot, Lowe's, some nursery around Georgia or around the world that's going to call me and say, Jazzy, I really want to be a part of your show and pronounce all of the flowers and talk about the flowers for you. But until that time, I will do the best I can. So, yes, once again, that's the um, plumeria. And the Mayans, again, they they term the flower to be associated with life and birth, of human being of kindness. And then the Chinese culture, um, symbolize this flower as love and a portrayal of one's feeling. So to all of you tonight, I give you this beautiful, gorgeous flower that really, really ties into what we talked about. I didn't get a chance to ask my guests tonight what their flower was, but I'll ask them and then we'll post it on Facebook. But I did want to play a song for you that I thought was really kind of neat and it kind of tied into... um, you know, tonight's show. So as I'm starting to do now, and grateful for our producer who always gives us such a great forum to talk about these things, our next week's show is going to be about extraordinary people living ordinary lives without excuses. going to be extremely exciting. We have people from around the world with extraordinary lives, and they're going to tell you the things that they've done to persevere, to reach higher heights, and to make it through things that seemed like impossibilities. And they've done it, and they live their life in abundance. So 
So please tune in next week and join us to hear that show at 8 p.m. And you guys who stay with us, you know, for 15 minutes to an hour and a half to two hours, I love you all. It doesn't matter how small of a time that you listen or how long of a time you listen. We just appreciate the fact that you listen. So I'll end this show tonight. We only have a few minutes. Um, Thank you again to Digimo Printing. We have the information on loudmouth.com that tells you about our sponsors, that tells you about our upcoming shows. It also tells you about Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and now Saturday, which we will actually be running six shows very soon. Our producer is just, you know, a wizard at putting things together. But right now we have the Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday show. Monday night is Roderick Watkins with the Universal Mind. Of course, my show, The Bare Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers, is on Tuesday. And then uh, Night Talk Live with J.L. King comes on Thursday. All of our shows start at 8. They either run uh, for a short period of time or for a long period of time, depending on how much we can talk and how much we have to talk about. So soon we will have in the studio that will start, I believe, this month um, on Wednesday nights. And then we have the DJ Grooves, which is not the technical terms, but we have the underground musics that will be coming out on Fridays and Saturdays. But you will hear more about those titles and topics um, as we go along. Thank you again, guys, for joining us. And just we'll have some brief music, which I think is kind of appropriate. Thank you much, and have a great night. Pretty cool if I were a boy. Transgender. I love it. Don't listen to all of the other part. It's just about if I were a boy part. I just love it. I know that she is faithful.